So really prioritize and refine your high ticket offer first before you start adding layers of complexity. And yes, like as your business skills, you are going to add layers of complexity and nuance and sophistication to your business, but overcomplicating things too soon is only going to make everything happen slower. So first look at, can I fill my one-on-one coaching roster more? Can I increase the A, amount of people I'm serving without sacrificing my work-life balance, without working a ton, without, you know, taking away from the client experience? And can I raise my prices and make more money with the same amount of people? Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, welcome back to the pod. This week, it's you and me, baby, and we are digging into the details of how to hit 10K to 50K cash months in your business. And in this episode, this advice and all the things I'm going to share from seven plus years in the online coaching space is going to apply mostly to online coaching businesses online education businesses, and online service-based businesses. I would say a lot of the examples are going to be the most directly applicable to like a coaching business, but I certainly have worked with lots of online educators and service providers in many different niches and industries, and everything that I'm saying can absolutely be adapted to them as well. And really, no matter what level you're at in your business, whether you're just curious and kind of in the information gathering stage and you haven't even launched yet or maybe you're really early on haven't even hit your first like 3k or 5k month or maybe you're at 25k 30k and you're looking to the next level I know that going over everything that we're going to talk about today is going to illuminate so much for you and it's going to kind of show you the path ahead. It's going to help you figure out what your next priority it should be, what the levers are that you should be pulling and help you figure out kind of what those missing pieces are. Because if you're farther along, let's say you feel stuck at like 30K months or 25K months. There was once a time that I was feeling that way in my business and having the path and kind of a checklist like this laid out for me helped me so much define where I needed to be focusing and take accountability for the things that I was maybe not giving enough love and attention or not holding myself accountable to. So we're going to get kind of nitty gritty on the core essentials on how to hit those 10k to 50k plus cash months and I say plus because honestly a lot of this stuff can get you to 70 80 90 100k months and are the same things I'm still using all the time in my seven figure business and if you hear any of these things you're like yeah yeah that's a foundational thing or I already knew that okay great but are you doing it Are you doing it well? That's something I talk about a lot is that the foundations never go away and it's never enough to check a box and just say like, yeah, yeah, I did that. You have to make sure that you are not just doing it, but doing it 
well and always looking to refine because the further on you get in this game, the further your business grows and the more you scale, the more this becomes a game of refinement and being detailed and always looking for ways to stay a step ahead and get even better and not settle for the current status quo because things are always evolving, things are always changing, and if you get too complacent, you're going to have a bad time. So without further ado, let's get into this training. So the first thing that I really recommend when you are looking to scale your cash flow, scale your business is to one, start with prioritizing your high ticket offers. And yes, we will talk about kind of how a scalable offer suite comes into play here, but starting with prioritizing and refining your high ticket offers is going to quite literally give you the most bang for your buck. And if you are trying to expand your offer suite too soon, it's going to spread your attention and sales capacity too thin. One of the big mistakes I see people making is that when they are earlier on in their business, maybe again, just starting out, or maybe you're right around like the six figure per year mark, like eight to 10 K months, you think, well, then this is feeling kind of hard. This is feeling like I'm kind of stretched. I should probably make something new. I should probably try to reinvent the wheel. Oftentimes that is the wrong answer because I have seen businesses scale to let's say 500 K a year with one core offer. And That doesn't mean that you have to do that, but there's something to be said about mastering the marketing, the sales, the positioning, the content, the ideal client, the thought leadership around one offer before you do more. Because if you are currently, let's say, at like the 8 to 10K month mark or even the 5K month mark, and you're feeling like it's hard to sell your highest ticket offer, which for a lot of people is one-on-one coaching. If you feel like it's hard to sell that, I can promise you it is not going to be any easier to sell something cheaper. Your one-on-one coaching, your high ticket offer has the most inherent value. It has the most implied value. And if you can't master the strategies and the tactics and the energetics and the positioning to fill those spots, you are, guess what, also going to struggle doing all of those things for another offer too, but now you're trying to figure it out for multiple offers instead of just one. So really prioritize and refine your high ticket offer first before you start adding layers of complexity. And yes, like as your business skills, you are going to add layers of complexity and nuance and sophistication to your business, but overcomplicating things too soon is only going to make everything happen slower. So first look at, can I fill my one-on-one coaching roster more? Can I increase the A, amount of people I'm serving without sacrificing my work-life balance, without working a ton, without, you know, taking away from the client experience? And can I raise my prices and make more money with the same amount of people? Those are the ways that you can scale your income first with one-on-one coaching. And if you're like, you know, my capacity is really maxed out, then usually we're going to look at like your systems, your processes, your offer structure, because I see a lot of coaches giving their clients like everything but the kitchen sink and it's actually not 
helping them. Like it's actually not translating to better results for the client. And it's really drastically limiting the capacity of the coach and a full-time coaching roster is usually anywhere from like 25 to 50 plus clients. Like that is a realistic capacity to shoot for. And I know that's somewhat of a big range, but it's going to depend on the structure and the, let's say, amount of coaching calls you're offering and your desire for how much you want to work and things like that. But like filling your one-on-one coaching roster, filling whatever you're done for you, done with you, high ticket offer is first is going to quite literally give you the most bang for your buck if you're looking to scale your income. So for example, let's say you're coaching offer or you're done with you offer is $500 per month, it's going to be so much easier to make 10K months by having 20 clients than to sell a $50 mini offer to 200 new people every month, like 200 new people every single month instead of 20 people who are on a recurring payment plan that is long-term. Like that is so much easier to scale and reach big numbers. So start there, like do the big rocks. If you've heard of the like big rocks principle is if you're trying to fill a jar, for example, don't start with the pebbles, like start with the big rocks and then you add the medium rocks and then you do the small rocks and then you fill it in with sand. You don't start with the grains of sand if you're trying to fill a jar, right? So focus on filling your highest ticket offer first and then move to where you can streamline and refine the coaching process, move to where you are raising your prices and of course making sure that you can stand in those prices both from like a results standpoint, a service standpoint, an energetic standpoint, your sales strategies and your sales processes support you being able to close that higher price point. And then also the other thing is maximizing your customer lifetime value with this high ticket offer. So what that means is client retention in this case. So how long do your clients typically sign for? Is your standard package three months? Why? Why not make it at least four months, six months, because imagine if you have everyone on six month contracts instead of three month contracts, you're going to be able to grow your roster twice as fast because you are hypothetically having half as much turnover. So how can we sell longer contracts? How can we re-sign a higher percentage of clients? How can we maybe even add people to like a step down offer once they no longer need quite as high of a level of support. Doing all of those things makes it easier for you to scale a high ticket offer. And then from there, you can create a more scalable offer suite once you've really streamlined and like refined the high ticket thing. And so then we're looking at group programs. Then we're looking at courses. Then we're looking at hybrid offers that are both of those things, maybe coaching and curriculum combined. Then we're looking at digital products and downloads and things like that. Challenges, anything where it is more of a one to many model and your time and effort is more scalable, where for every additional person signed, the workload doesn't go up incrementally on a one-to-one ratio, right? The way that it would for like a one-to-one coaching Maybe it's hiring assistant coaches. There are so many ways to then scale your offer suite and the right move for you depends on a lot of different factors. And that's why most of my clients have very different business models. Like I would say no two of my clients in Online Coach Empire Mastermind, which is my higher level clients who are 
hitting the 10K, the 20K, the 50K months, they all have different business models. They all have different priorities. They all have slightly different offer structures because curating the exact right offer suite for you and kind of where to go next after you've prioritized your high ticket offers is very individual. And that's where things get a little bit more nuanced. But once you have done that refining of the high ticket thing, then that creates a really healthy baseline of cash flow and results and authority and all the skills in terms of like selling and serving and coaching and delivering everything that you are selling. Once you've built all of that, it becomes such a better launch pad for more offers instead of trying to spread yourself thin and spreading your attention across a bunch of different things and kind of doing them medium okay versus doing one thing really well and then replicating what you've learned into other offers. So that's generally what I recommend focusing on first. I know there are some coaches and people in the space who are like really big on start with a group program or start with a digital offer or digital product or a course or whatever. And I just don't agree. I've been in the coaching space for seven plus years. I've seen people do it many different ways. And time and time again, I feel like this is what creates the most leverage, the most long-term sustainable success, the most recurring revenue, which is what I'm going to talk about next. And it just creates the best baseline and skill building for the longevity and the scalability of your business. So with that in mind, the next thing I want you to focus on when it comes to scaling your cash flow is stacking MRR. And in the business world, MRR actually means monthly recurring revenue. I know that there is a big trend, cough, plague going around the industry. And I'm, I'm tempted to do like a big deep dive into my thoughts on this, but there's a big trend going around the industry with this like digital marketing course with master resale rights. And so you're going to see the term MRR used for that a lot more now. And what MRR traditionally means and actually means in the business space is monthly recurring revenue. And monthly recurring revenue is contracted revenue that you can expect to hit your bank account month after month after month. So for example, if I sign a client for six months and it's $500 a month, that has added $500 to my monthly recurring revenue. And so stacking monthly recurring revenue is the key to new levels of not just revenue period, but new levels of predictable, sustainable revenue. Because yes, it's really fun to get like a 20K pay in full. Like that's something that has happened. Or to get a 5K pay in full or 2K pay in full It's really fun to get that like hit of cash and that cash injection into your business. But if you go too far into pay in full land, what can happen is then you are experiencing this cycle of, okay, new month started. How am I going to hit the results of last month or how am I going to top last month or how am I going to hit the run rate that I need to hit in my business? Let's say your goal is consistent 10K months, but you only did that with pay in fulls last month. Okay, great. Now, how am I going to get 10K worth of new clients this month? Versus if you stack recurring revenue, you can go into a new month and know, oh, I already have 8K contracted of monthly recurring revenue to coming in. All I need to do is make up the gap of 2K, maybe have one pay in full or sign a couple new clients and a pay in full, whatever it might be. 
And so that makes your revenue so much more predictable, so much more sustainable. Like for example, I'm going to go into 2024 knowing I already have multiple six figures of contracted revenue coming in. I'm not just starting from scratch, right? And so that is a very like safe feeling. That's a very grounded feeling. And when you are stacking things, it's no longer this race from zero every month. It's building up and it's stacking one transaction one month after the next and not only hitting higher months, but sustaining higher months is so much more possible and so much more grounded, right? Because again, it's great to get like a big juicy pay in full or hit your highest month ever. But then if you have no recurring revenue, you will quickly go into that space of, oh shit, how am I going to do it again? So stacking that MRR, that monthly recurring revenue, and then having the systems and structures in place to actually support that business model is really key. And so for more clients in than out each month, which is basically what you need in order to increase your recurring revenue month over month, there are a few things that you can do. Number one, increasing your contract links, which I briefly talked about a couple minutes ago, where instead of, let's say you have a three-month minimum right now, what if you have a six-month minimum commitment? Of course, that's going to require you being able to sell the value of a six-month commitment and make that longer-term commitment feel just as juicy and safe and compelling because you're asking for a bigger sale. You're going to need to up-level your sales skills and your EQ, which we're, we are having an episode coming out about soon, and really mastering the sales process so that a bigger ask is no big deal. But increasing your contract contract lengths is going to make stacking your MRR so much easier. Because again, let's say if you sign five clients right now on a three-month contract, you need to either re-sign or replace five clients three months from now just to maintain your monthly recurring revenue. But if you sign five clients on a six-month contract right now, in three months from now, if you sign five more clients, you're not just going to maintain your revenue, you're going to double it because you're stacking it on top of longer term contracts. So I have clients that for this reason have nine month contracts, 12 month contracts, and they regularly are selling those things. They are selling those contracts. So we are now in Q4 of 2023 and some of my clients have contracts through to the end of 2024, even into 2025, which is wild. And so that is guaranteed income through 2024 for them. So increasing your contract lengths is really going to help with stabilizing and stacking that recurring revenue over the long term. The other thing would be boosting your client retention. So what I said about customer lifetime value, the easiest client to get is keeping the client that you already have. So making sure that people have a great experience and they want to stay, making sure that you paint a clear picture of what the next level of their growth with you looks like, making it easy for people to re-sign, rewarding them for doing so. There are so many different ways that you can boost your retention. But if you can take your attention from, let's say, 25% to 50% of your clients sign a new contract once they finish their initial one with you, then guess what? Those are now spots that you don't just need to replace. Your clients that are new are 
stacking your recurring revenue instead of just replacing the turnover from your existing clients. More ways for more clients in than out would be scaling up and refining or optimizing your lead gen and sales activities. So that attraction marketing through your content, the outbound marketing and the relationship building that you're doing. And then of course, refining your sales processes. So Let's say if you have 10 people apply, if you're able to take your conversion from five of those people closing, so 50% conversion rate, to a 75% conversion rate, you're making more money, you're serving more clients without even necessarily needing more applications. You're just getting better results with the visibility and the applications and the interests that you already have. So that starts with your content that goes into your call to actions that goes into your application process that goes into your sales calls or your dms or wherever you're actually having sales conversations that goes into preventing and handling objections that goes into the way that you create your prices and you communicate the value of your offer that goes into your emotional regulation and your leadership within the sales process. There's so much that goes into refining your sales skills, your sales process, and boosting your conversions at each step. And oftentimes I look at my client's sales process literally step by step by step. So like what's happening in in your content? What are your calls to action? What is happening when someone inquires? What is happening in your application process? Where are people dropping off? How are they getting to the next step? What are you doing to prepare them to make that empowered purchase decision? Give me a recording of your sales call. Like for example, an online coach Empire Mastermind, people can submit weekly things for feedback, whether it's a sales call recording, a piece of content, an email sequence, a pitch that they did in their stories. All of that is like fair game for feedback. And so I will literally review and give them feedback on how they can refine each step of the sales process, even just starting with their content and then finishing with finally, what are they doing in like a sales call? So all of these things add up to stacking more cash flow, stacking more recurring revenue. If you can increase your contract lengths, if you can boost your client retention, if you can scale up your lead gen and your sales activities, if you can refine your sales process, all of those things add up to more results more clients in, more clients served, more impact created, more cash flow generated, more monthly revenue stacking up. It all adds up. And of course, you don't have to do all these things by yourself or even know how to do all these things yet. That's like my job. That's the job of hiring a team. All of this does not need to happen from you alone. So if you're getting overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh, this is like a lot to think about, don't worry. It's like one step at a time. But again, the goal of this episode is really like illuminating the path for you and showing you all the different things that you should be looking at. The next thing that I want to focus on is kind of a CEO behavior situation. And that is the concept of ruthless prioritization. Because when you are scaling a business, really when you're starting a business, when you're doing anything in your business, when you have goals to hit Shiny object syndrome and spending time on things that don't move the needle will kill your growth. I know it is so easy to see what someone else is doing and think, oh, maybe I should try it that way or finding a new resource or seeing a pack or a tactic or a quick fix thing that is like sexy and appealing. And it's so easy to let that derail you 
from the path and derail you from the projects that you're working on or the goals or the plan that you and your mentor laid out together. Like I know that it's so easy to get distracted and derailed and focus on like the shiny objects, but I promise you that it will kill your growth. It is wasting your time and energy for you to try to do a bunch of random different things at once. So you need to learn the art and the science of ruthless prioritization if you want to scale your business. Because hear me with this, you can do anything. I truly believe that. You can do anything that you set your mind to, but you cannot do everything at once. You cannot do everything at once. You need to be able to learn, number one, what your top leverage points are. So if I just fix this one thing, all my problems are solved. If I just make this one shift, my biggest issues are cleared up. If I just solve lead gen, for example, or if I just solve capacity, or if I just solve energy management, what are those big levers where if you kind of knock that one domino down, other results that you're also desiring will follow. What are your top leverage points? You need to be able to identify that. You also need to be able to identify which balls are rubber versus which balls are glass. And if you listen to this podcast a lot, you've probably heard me say this at least 10 times. And I think this is a colloquialism from Gary Vee. I'm not sure if he was the original person, but that's where I first heard about it like five, 10 years ago. He was talking about when you're an entrepreneur, you're always juggling tons of things at once. There's always so much to juggle. However, it is your job to know which balls are rubber and which balls are glass, meaning the rubber balls, if you drop them, they'll bounce and there will really be no massive consequences. It will be a little inconvenient, not ideal, but you can just pick it back up and no harm done versus the glass balls. If they drop, they hit the ground, they shatter, you can't put them back together, right? So what of the things that you are juggling are irreplaceable, are non-negotiables, are essential to your happiness, your health, your success, your clients' results and success? Which balls are essential to keep in the air and which are not? And you need to be okay sometimes letting the rubber balls fall. And that is something that I have really had to embrace as my business has scaled, has just being okay with not everything being perfect, not everything being done 100% the exact way that I would do it, for example, especially as you're hiring a team. You need to be okay with sometimes things are not going to go 100% the way that you would have done it, but it's better because it was done by someone else (laughs) and you were able to spend your time and energy somewhere else. Or seeing something like, oh, let's say the font on my sales page is broken, right? But not letting that derail you because you're working on something else that is a revenue generating activity for you. You are working on something else that is more important. You are working on a glass ball. A font being broken somewhere is very much a rubber ball. That is not necessarily hurting your business in any way. It is not even necessarily an important or urgent thing to fix right now. But I know that when you notice something, it's really easy to be like, okay, I can just fix this. I can just fix this really quickly. Hold on. And you derail your day. You derail your flow. You derail your focus for this thing. That's even an example of shiny object syndrome, like a very random example. 
but knowing how to prioritize and stay on track with the glass balls is huge. And so is learning how to say no, because every time that you say yes to one thing, let's say it's something that's an opportunity, but you're not super clear on what the ROI is. Let's say it's something, a favor that someone else wants you to do. Let's say it is a project that would pull you away from what you're currently working on. Everything that you say yes to that takes you off your priority is saying no to the goals that you currently have. Like anytime you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else and vice versa. By saying no to the things that are not moving the needle in your business the way that you want to be moving the needle, you are saying yes to results, right? So learning how to say no in the right times and doing it unapologetically, that doesn't mean that it's unempathetically, but saying no unapologetically allows you to say yes to the results that you're supposed to be getting. And that can even look like, for example, when you get a new idea, it's a new offer or a new type of content or a new freebie or a new project or a new update to something that you do. It's great when those ideas hit, right? Like when you're you're in that visionary state and you think of something, you have like Jimmy Neutron brain blast. <laughs> That's fun. That's great. But that doesn't mean you have to say yes to it right now. You can say no, not right now. This is not important. This is not urgent. This is not moving the needle for what we're working on right now. You can file it away. Like we have a whole ideas and projects board in our team click up of like things that I've thought of, <laughs> things that we could do, but I'm saying no to it right now. So learning that ruthless prioritization, learning what the big levers are, learning which balls are rubber versus glass, and then having the discipline to act in alignment with all of those things is absolutely key to scaling your business. Otherwise, you will get into that infinite loop of like spinning your wheels and wasting energy and pinballing between a bunch of different ideas and shiny objects and projects that may or may not get finished and may or may not move the needle for you. Next from there, I want you to be thinking about assembling your A-team. And I stand firmly behind the belief that I have never seen a happy, fulfilled, not burned out coach who is making multiple six figures and doing it all alone. Never. I've never seen one multiple six-figure coach, service provider, educator who is happy, fulfilled, not burned out, and has a life outside of their business doing it without a team. And your team is usually going to consist of A, a mentor who's been where you want to go, someone who can show you the way, who can guide you through the process, who can collapse time, help you get really clear on what you want and how to get it and exactly what it's going to take, help you course correct, help you embody the next level, be a mirror to you as you're navigating each different level and challenge and obstacle, celebrate the wins, hold you accountable. Those are all things that a mentor helps you do. So of course you are going to reach your goals faster and with less growing pains and less spin outs and less just spirals. <laughs> if you lean into mentorship and you invest in mentorship, you will get where you want to go so much faster. 
And so that has always been an essential part of my team. I've had a mentor for more than six years of my entrepreneurship journey, and I will never go without one. On your team, you will probably also have operational support. Oftentimes that will start with like a virtual assistant, but most people will evolve into a more sophisticated team member like an OBM, an online business manager. Personally, I have a fractional COO chief operations officer. So she really heads up all of our day-to-day operations, project management, team management. She also helps me figure out exactly like what our vision is and how we're going to get there. So she is really like the integrator to my visionary, if you're familiar with kind of that language. So most people who are hitting 10K, 20K, 30K, 40K, 50K plus months, they have at least one of those roles, if not more, as they're scaling up a virtual assistant, an online business manager, or a COO. And then you'll also have what I like to call multipliers. And these are the people who tackle the important stuff you can't or won't do so that you can multiply your strengths. So for example, This could be having someone who helps you with your copywriting. This could be having someone who helps you with your branding. This could even be someone who helps you with your prospecting and community management. This could be someone who helps you, let's say you're a fitness coach. They are your head of programming and they write all of your client workout programs. This could be assistant coaches. This could be someone who does your sales calls for you. This is anyone who takes things off of your plate so that you can multiply your time and energy spent on revenue generating activities, client facing things, or the things that you are really strongest in. So for example, I do think it's really, 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 really important to reach like core competency on all of the areas that I just listed. Like I think you should have core competency competency around copywriting and know what it means to have good copy. Copy is usually writing that is designed to convert into a sale. So obviously that's really important for an online business. So you should have core competency and push yourself to learn those things enough so that you are able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. But once you do that, if that is something that is such an uphill battle for you, if that is something that you're really inefficient at, if that's something that you dread and it's holding you back from getting better results, that would be a multiplier to bring someone in who can do copywriting for you or do your branding or prospect for you or help you manage your lead flow or do your sales calls. Any of those things can multiply your strengths so that you can spend more time doing what you're good at. So for example, in my business, I have made it so that really my core things and my strengths that I get to leverage and multiply on a day-to-day basis are content, coaching, and community building slash relationship building. Like those are my biggest strengths. And for the most part, there is either a person like a human or an automation that is handling everything else. And as long as we're talking about automations, we should also mention that if you are overwhelmed by all the back-end things of your business, there is definitely so much to be said about a streamlined and well-oiled machine on the back-end of your business, but also someone like a VA or an OBM or a COO can be the person that helps you really elevate and up-level all of those things, like the automations, the processes, the SOP, standard operating procedures, all of that stuff can also live within the wheelhouse of an operations 
expert. So yes, all these things become more sophisticated and refined and scaled the bigger your business gets, but you're never having to run the show alone. And that's what also allows these higher and higher and higher levels of revenue and impact and higher numbers of clients being served and all of that to be sustainable and to be something where you're not just like hustling to make it happen, where you're working more to make more, you are actually scaling, where you're able to work less (laughs) and make more. Like that is what scaling actually is. I see a lot of people in the space operating off of the belief system that to make more, we have to work more, work harder. And there are also, unfortunately, a lot of like business mentors and programs that just are kind of telling people like, oh, you just have to hustle more. You just have to send more cold DMs. You just have to work harder. And sometimes that's true. Like, yes, you're going to have to hustle in seasons of your business and at times, but like that cannot be the only tool in our toolbox. We need to also build something that is scalable and sustainable and strategic and savvy and learn how to operate our businesses like true CEOs and evolve out of like that solopreneur role and step into the CEO role. And so that is a huge focus with my clients who are higher level, who are scaling to like the 10K to 50K plus months is not just the strategy piece, but also the CEO embodiment piece and learning to think and make decisions as someone who has that high multiple six-figure business. It's all a process. It requires nuance. It requires mentorship. It requires patience. It requires work. It requires embodiment. It is a whole journey in and of itself. But one of the best things I ever did was commit to the process and decide that it was just a matter of time before I got what I wanted in my life and my business. And so now, of course, one of my favorite things is sharing all the things that I've learned and what I help my clients do every single day. So just remember that reaching your next level in business is absolutely possible. The sky is not even the limit. And that is something that I always just learn every time I reach my next big goal. I'm like, oh, and there's still more and there's still more and there's still more. But reaching your next level in business will also require a next level version of you. The high six, seven figure CEOs move differently. They invest in their vision. They stay focused. They seek support. They make decisions quickly. They have strong boundaries. They fail forward. They keep moving. And so if you want to hit those 10K, 20K, 50K, or even 100K plus months, this stuff that I talked about today is not optional. And there are infinite layers of depth and nuance to all of this. And your next level is going to require new strategies, more support, a new version of you. So embrace the up-level, embrace the process. And if you want to do it together, we are currently enrolling new members into the Online Coach Empire Mastermind, which is a luxury mentorship experience. Think of this as like an all-inclusive situation where we will get on a private kickoff call together, map out exactly how we're going to reach your biggest goals in business and what we're going to accomplish together. We're going to give you the keys to the kingdom when it comes to literally everything I've ever made and then give you high-level mentorship, tons of access, personalized feedback that I talked about before, high-level coaching, and the most 
most bomb mastermind community. So if you want to join me in Online Coach Empire Mastermind, you can go to the link in the episode description tap the link in my Instagram bio or send me an Instagram DM and we can chat about your vision for your business, for your life, chat through any questions you have about the program and really make sure that it is the perfect fit. Always, always, always happy to give an honest opinion on whether or not we will be a match and whether or not this program is going to give you the results you're desiring. And in the event that it's not for some reason, I will point you in the direction of what will. So either way, it's a win for you. I am so excited to be welcoming a final few members into the mastermind before we get into 2024. And once we hit 2024, the price is going up and we will probably need to be capping our member number soon. So get in where you fit in. And I am so, so excited to finish the year strong with my clients. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week for another episode of Make Bank. Until then, keep working towards your happiest, healthiest, wealthiest life. I'm so proud of you and keep up the good work. 